0: Welcome to The Last 8% Morning, this is JP Palufry, it is so great to be with you today. In today's episode, we often struggle with small, everyday frustrations and even feel at times embattled in our relationships, at work, at home. Today we're going to look at why mindfulness and meditation can be such an important foundation for creating a life of more freedom and more joy. Let's walk. walking, enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as we are able. Standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. We start by being mindful. Of course, after we make our bed and Engage in our five-minute book club. We move to our belly and our body. And being in our belly and and our body matters so much. In fact, in today's episode, we're going to talk about being in our physical sensations, being with our emotions. And a big part of being able to do that is being mindful, building this practice of mindfulness, the more we just are present. So right now, wherever you are, just really arrive in this moment. Let go of thinking and stories and planning and just feel your feet on the ground. Be where your feet are. Feel your belly rise and fall. The more that we can be mindful, that is, In the present moment, on purpose, non judgmentally. It means that when we get to those difficult moments where we experience difficult emotions, we can stay present. We can stay and not run. We can catch our mind as it wants to create a story about that emotion and get us hooked. So right now, we are just being present. Just feel your arms and your hands. Feel your head and neck. Feel your knees and elbows. Listen to sound. If you're a long time listener, you know that sometimes we do a BSB in our mindfulness practice, which is start with our belly rising and falling, go to whatever sounds are present, could be my voice in this moment, or bird sounds or whatever it is in your environment, and then move to some part of the body. So. Belly, sound body. And we're just present with whatever is. Without trying to change it. Without trying to move it away. Push it away. Not feel it. No, in this practice we move in. We feel it. and if our mind wanders, we just see the story or the thought, fantasy that's taken our mind away, and we don't react, we just notice it, let it be, and come back to belly, and a note sound in our environment, and body, feel our feet, our, the bottom of our feet contacting the ground, It is so great to be with you today. So you and I, we want to be happy. We want to be content with life. We want to be challenged by work. Enjoy work. Enjoy our teams. But we struggle. Not always because of some big event that's happened to us and thrown us off, but because of the everyday frustrations that come with being human could be the small challenges in a relationship or the disappointment about how something is going or in this case not going maybe at work a project maybe with our career or we just feel off and we feel somewhat embattled by it all Feel like we're just fighting upstream Now here's the thing. If we cannot understand this struggle that's going on for not just you and I, but for all human beings, and if we can't find a way to deal with it, there's a lot at stake. It can lead to an unhappy life. It can lead to a lot of unnecessary suffering. And it can deplete our resources so we don't have that internal strength and fortitude to do difficult things which help us move things forward, write a relationship that's off the rails a bit. So what do we do? What's our plan? What's our approach? Well, I'm sure as a long-time listener, you'll know in this podcast, in our last 8% Academy, our digital course, and in everything we do, that plan starts by understanding our mind, Understanding, understanding our brain. Understanding our emotions. And one of the most powerful ways to do that is through the practice of mindfulness, of meditation. Now, there's a challenge, actually, with mindfulness and meditation, especially now because there's a lot of people who are hearing about it. And the challenge is that many people have an incorrect idea about what it is. They don't understand it in in the way that would best serve them and what do i mean by that well we do not meditate we do not practice mindfulness to quiet the mind you know that again if you're a longtime listener we don't practice to be calm that's a misunderstanding of meditation we meditate to grow an understanding of our mind and grow wisdom what does that mean exactly well First, a little bit of a warning. If, if you're new to mindfulness, this what I'm gonna talk about today can be a little bit more of a challenging concept if you don't have a first-person experience with it. Um, it might just sound like gobbledygook, as my mom would say. So just before we jump into trying to understand this mind, stand tall, look around, feel grateful. Feel our feet on the ground. So understanding our mind. All day long, you and I, we have a stream of physical sensations, emotions, thoughts that we experience throughout the day as we go about our tasks, our job. We're not really aware of this unless it's quite intense because we are so immersed in them. We identify fully with what we are experiencing. And because we are not aware of this stream, this natural stream of physical sensations, emotions, and thoughts, unbeknownst to us, we engage in a pattern of reaction. What does that mean? Well, we experience an emotion, let's say anger, and we feel it. And what quickly follows is a story about that anger. And that story, those thoughts about that anger, triggers more feelings of anger, more emotion of anger. And it becomes a loop that goes on and on and on. And we suffer immensely because of it. And most of us miss this because we are so caught up in our thoughts. We cannot inspect what is going on because we are so fully in it. But you see, and this is such an important part of growing wisdom is the half-life of a negative emotion is actually extremely short. Some research pegs it at 90 seconds. From the initial trigger, the chemical component of let's say anger um, has completely left our bloodstream and our automatic response in 90 seconds. But in fact, some other research points to the fact it might be 15 seconds that we actually feel anger. Think about that. The anger we actually feel, or any emotion for that matter, is very short-lived. So then you might be asking, well, what keeps it going to be the long-lasting experience that we are all familiar with? What keeps it going is our thinking about it. Let me say that again. It is our thinking about it that keeps it going and our getting hooked by these thoughts about it and our attachment to the story and our identification with the story and the thoughts and that is what keeps anger or any emotion going and look it's not to say that anger is bad no it can be useful right it can act as a signal that there's an injustice or this person we're with is you know a bad person or, or someone we need to be careful with but our actual reaction How we deal with the situation is, of course, much more effective if we are not driven by the strong emotion and our thoughts about the emotion. That's the key. We will experience emotions. We have a choice in our thoughts about the emotion. This is, for many of us, our natural pattern of reaction, and we're not even aware of it. I honestly think that's the most amazing part, and this is actually where our freedom lies. We don't realize that much of our Worry, regret, shame in life is a matter of thinking without knowing we are thinking. Reacting to the emotions with stories and keeping the feeling going. But the truth is, we actually don't want to feel the emotions. Really, when we look closer... We are constantly in a state of taking leave from the emotions that we feel. Many of us are in a constant state of avoidance. And I don't mean just the big things that we talk about on this podcast or in the the last 8% Academy, like a conversation or a decision or a task, but the small things underneath those bigger things, like the discomfort of a temporary emotion. We move away from it. We resist it because we don't want to feel the discomfort. And here's the key. We replace that facing it and feeling it with thoughts about it. And this is what causes us to needlessly suffer. Take a breath right down into your toes, calming this body. So what is the alternative The alternative is to be present for and actually feel the strong emotions for as long as they are present. Let them burn out on their own without juicing them with more thoughts and stories about them. Again, if you're a longtime listener, you know that ETA is our tool that is specifically for this. Very powerful. So if you're new, go find it in the podcast. But the key, the alternative, is just to watch, just to feel and catch ourselves from awfulizing about them and this is really why we practice this is what mindfulness does is that every time we notice we're getting lost in thought about why we have every right to be excuse my language mom pissed off at that person or how could they have done that or how crap the future is now going to be or why does this always happen to me Instead of getting lost in those thoughts, those stories, we have a tool, this is mindfulness, that can help us notice it and stop that conversation with ourselves. Break our identification with it. Because if we can fully just feel the emotion and break the connection to thought, disidentify from it, then the emotion doesn't last. Whether it's 15 or 90 seconds, it's a short amount of time. And really... This is the heart of why we are so excited about the Last 8% Project and the Academy and this podcast. And this is what it's all about. It's not just how we avoid Last 8% conversations, which we do, but actually how we avoid any and all uncomfortable emotions, how we let fear of feeling them cause us to avoid them, cause us to avoid many parts of our life. It just might show up more concretely in difficult conversations that we avoid or challenging decisions that we face or a task that we you know, procrastinate on. But the real thing that's going on is that we are doing everything we can to move away and not feel negative emotion. Our real choice is whether we want to mindfully feel emotion and physical sensations that are present in any one moment for the short time they are present or avoid feeling those emotions and physical sensations and instead think about them, create stories about them and stay hooked to them for a lot longer. Friends, that's to me why we practice mindfulness, why we walk on a daily basis. Because we know the more we do, it, it's like going to the gym for the brain. We literally grow a part of our prefrontal cortex that tamps down that amygdala, that emotional part of our brain and allows us not to get engaged from an emotion to a thought about the emotion and keep this loop going. And the more we practice mindfulness, the more there is a space that gets created between us and our thinking, which allows us to see that we are not our thoughts, see that we can choose our actions, not from a place of habitual reaction, but from a place of strength and power. This is where freedom lies. Rumi, one of my favorite poets, he was a Persian poet from many, many years ago, said, step out of the tangle of fear thinking and flow down and down into ever-widening rings of being. Let me say that again. This 13th century, I think it was, poet said step out of the tangle of fear thinking and flow down and down into ever widening rings of being that's what we do we feel something we move into it we don't tell a story i mean actually we will just tell a story and have a thought but we catch it sooner that's the mindfulness practice and what's amazing is that at some point, the more we practice, the more we can just be present, which is what brings us more joy in this life. Our perfect day, I don't even like the word perfect, a great day, is possible every day. It really is if we can just be present with one is. Feel the emotion that's present for as long as it's present. Not just the anger and strong negative emotions, but also the positive emotions, And when it's done, it's done. And just be present for the next moment. And over and over again. This is when we're truly living in the moment. And the best part is that we have a tool that can help us get there. So just before we move to our 3 by 3 if you're enjoying this, please share it on social media. There are a lot of people who feel embattled. This is a way out. It's actually a way through. Please leave a uh, a review, write a review out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Learn, you know, we have July 12th is going to be our last 8% Academy. And we'd love to have you um, where we grow everything we're talking about Mindfulness, managing emotions intelligently so that we can move in and not away from those difficult emotions, but those difficult conversations, decisions, and tasks. So three by three, feel your breath come right down into your toes. Three breaths. Now three things you can feel grateful for. I feel grateful for this wisdom of this podcast. This is not my original thinking. This is from 2,500 years ago and all these other fabulous teachers who have continued to understand themselves, add to it, and help alleviate suffering. I am so grateful for all of the teachers that I've had and have been over this last 2,500 years. And finally, what three things do you want to get done? What are your three goals for the day? Just because we're mindful doesn't mean we, you know, tune out and and aren't, you know, wanting to move forward on goals. Not at all. In fact, if anything, we become, we absolutely become more powerful in our pursuit of goals. So what three things do you want to get done today? fantastic. And let me finish with a Thich Nhat Hanh quote. So, you know, as you stand tall, look around, feel grateful, feel your feet on the ground. Think about bringing this energy and focus and momentum into the day. Think about how you can help others who are suffering because they don't know right now that they feel an emotion. Then they have a thought about that emotion and it causes that tangled web that can cause suffering and that can get in the way of joy in their life tignan said letting go gives us freedom and freedom is the only condition for happiness if in our heart we still cling to anything anger anxiety, or possessions, we cannot be free. If in our heart, he wrote, we still cling to anything, anger, anxiety, or possessions, we cannot be free. Have a wonderful day.